This is alligator in alignment. We're doing a today. I'm back with Peter Turner, my good good friend, and uh, Peter's a multimedia artist. As you was uh, the first interview that I did for my alligator in alignment podcast was Peter Turner, and it's been several years. Has it been that long? No. I don't know. No, it couldn't be several years. At least several months. Yeah, yeah several for sure. Uh, and we're, we're back. Now, Peter is doing a one-man show in my favorite place of all. California, when I come to California, the first place I want to go, and I've been like that since I was a kid, is straight to Bolinas. Now, if you don't know about Bolinas, I've talked about Bolinas before. Bolinas is the ultimate bohemian community. <laughs> I'm telling you. But anyway, he has a one-man show here at a gallery in Bolinas, and we're, we're going to have a, a chat with him about his art and uh, some of the projects that he has done and will be doing in the future. Now, Peter Turner. Yes. Hello, alligator. I see you've, you've got every doggone thing in here but the kitchen sink, man. You've got sculptures, you've got uh, uh, paintings, and... and uh, I don't know what you would call this multimedia uh, assemblage and uh, uh, yeah, digital prints and sculpture and the video that's not showing at the moment and music that's not being heard at the moment. And you're online at turnarts.com. Turnarts.com. Yes. Uh, I did an. In a, a, some work with Peter in his studio uh, for my music. Excellent. Um, why don't you show us some of this art here and uh, see if we can't, can't uh, get inside the art and inside your head. There's a piece that maybe we'll get to that's behind our lovely cameraman um, that is from 1977. So that makes it, what, 43, I think is what I calculated, years old, the sculpture. So that's the oldest piece. Some of the pieces, now these pieces, these sculptures, um, are, began in November of last year. And uh, it began with this one here, and uh, with the arms up. This is paper mache over a hardware cloth armature a Japanese rice paper, but the, the face and the hands are clay. Now, this one, which is number two, I call Angel Victory, is all clay. Number three is this one, which is all clay, but it has paper mache over the clay for the torso and the wings. Maybe you can come in on that so you can see the texture. And this is the fourth one. Now, the first one, as you'll notice, has arms up. And that was how I intended it. The second one was going to have arms too, except she got wings. And how did she get wings? Well, she just wanted to have wings. She wanted to be an angel, and I guess she was an angel. And that happened with the other two too. So the angels just wanted to come through, and they did. And that's kind of part of the process, is allowing, you know, what the creative energy or the spirit um, is trying to bring through and making yourself into some kind of vehicle so that you can allow that to happen. And that took many years for me actually to develop uh, in myself 
to you know open more and more so I could allow that to happen. Yes, 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 yes. I can relate 100 percent. Um, when you're open enough to allow stuff to come through you, that's when you're really an artist. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I've been talking to people about that in the show, and I've had some really interesting people come in uh, and talking about it and say, hey, well, this guy is a mechanical engineer, but I'm saying, you know, this is a process, but inspiration, I mean, this is the theory of relativity, too, for Einstein, I'm sure, and it happens for scientists, and it happens for computer people. You know, if they open enough, the brilliant ideas are something where you kind of let go and allow them, you know, and you, and, and you know, because you're opening to something bigger than yourself and allow it to come through. Yes, yes, I can relate 100%, my friend. I remember when you started these, this collection. And what else do you want to... Uh... Well, there's this piece behind. So this piece behind is uh, photographic, um, and uh, this was, these are all photographs that were shot in New Mexico, when? Uh, maybe in the 2000s decade, I think, um, with this one woman. Well, I work with people who are, you know, working with, yoga, with, with dance, with uh, spiritual whatever. Uh, I mean, she was somebody who's teaching like a kind of shamanism, I guess, that she developed that's uh, Judaic and pre-Christian and pre, I mean, pre-patriarchy. So she's looking for the matriarchal uh, aspect of Judaism. And so this is her, but these two little figures are her too. And this is her too as the wild woman. So they're all happening. And you, if you can see, there's little light streams coming around her hand. And it's about the energy that she's moving. So she was a very good model because she understood the movement of energy. Absolutely fascinating. Wonderful. Wonderful. My goodness. And you work, you work in so many mediums. You do film. Um, you won an award recently for a film of yours. Right, 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 right. Yeah, for a film. I don't know whether it was opening or tied. I think it was both of them, actually. Um, uh, from, what was the name of that festival in Los Angeles last year for the best experimental short film, which was also original music. And it's layer upon layer, like some of my images. If we can look over here at this wall, you're seeing stills from uh, a video, um, one of those videos that got that award opening. Uh, so these are still shots, but you know, if you look, you can see there's like layers of images over images. And that's done in the, in the digital domain in, in uh, film editing software. Um, and so, you know, there'll be these figures are over the grass and there's something else in the sky happening and they're all at different levels of transparency overlapping each other. It's really kind of like collage, 
except I started with paper and collage and then I moved to overlapping negatives in the dark room and then I got into Photoshop and also simultaneously I'm working recording sound and making music compositions where uh, we've got the rhythm section or we got a shaker and then we put in the bass boom boom and then we add the piano and then maybe add a vocal so that's layer upon layer upon layer too uh, part of the you know kind of how I'm working with multiple layers to create some kind of a composition yeah yeah it's a uh... That's fascinating because you're absolutely right. They're basically the same, the same process, mm -hmm. except this one is on print, and the other one is in that mysterious thing that we call music. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, music, music that, that that thing you can't see, you can't taste, you can't. Somebody told me, but you can write it down. Right. And I said, no, you can't. You have a bunch of, of, of dots on a piece of paper. But that's still not music. <laughs> right. That's not music at all. Right. Well, I couldn't, you know, I'm illiterate as a musician. You know, I can't write music. The only way I was able to, you know, record compositions was multi-track recording because I can't read music. I'm illiterate. But then I started out with a four-track cassette and then I went to an eight-track cassette and then I went to digital four-track and then up and up and up till now it's unlimited but I don't need that many tracks, but as many as I want, yeah. And that's how I've recorded you, too, except you have it all put together in, in one piece, which is pretty good, and uh, when Alligator had a band, what were they called? Uh, Alligator and Rhythm Outlaws. There's, the band is still there if, if anybody's willing to pay for. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, Ned, you just get me. Right. But you have your backing tracks, which yes. are made up of multiple parts. Yeah. Oh, yes. That oh, you yes. put together, yes. which is essentially layers, the, like the, we're the talking same, about. The exact same thing. And I then know. you're a layer on top of it, and you with your violin or your guitar or whatever are two more layers on top of all of that. Right? You do so many, so many different uh, mediums, Peter. It's, uh, it's just fascinating. The, wow. Okay, my friend, give me some information on this this particular photograph here. It, oh. it, it has so much going on. The, 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 uh, wow. Tell me about it. What do you it. see? Well, just uh, f energy, like flight. Uh, um, just, and it just energy, that's all I can see. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy. Right. You know? It was amazing how many people during the show have responded to this piece. I mean, almost everybody talks about it. Most of the people have never heard of buto, which is the dance form that this is. It's, and, and this person, some people don't see his face, but that's his face there. And this is a baleen, which is some part of a whale's tooth. I, I really don't know exactly, but it's connected with a whale's tooth uh, on his head. 
And uh, he's a master of this Japanese dance form called Buto, uh, Koichi Tamano, uh, who I met about 1990 um, at, uh, at a world dance festival at Fort Mason in San Francisco. And him and his wife and his company uh, and then I became their black and white, or their not just black and white, but their still photographer for a couple of years. And this is when he came out uh, to visit me with his troupe, his wife, and, and, and Hiroko, his wife, was like the teacher. She taught all the students. Um, and they would just, she was like Mama Chicken, and the little students would follow <laughs> behind her like this, wherever she went. Koichi would go first, because he's the, the quote-unquote master. Uh, they just came to visit me last Friday, and I hadn't seen them for ten years. Oh, yeah. But it's like, it kind of, I think it came out of the kind of angst of World War II and the bombing of Japan and all of that, in part started in 1958. Anyway, I've been telling someone, people about if, Buto. If someone wants to look up this dance, how, how do you spell it? B-O-B-U-T-O-H. B-O-T-O-H. 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 B -O -T -O -H. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, because I, I would love to see it in No, B-U-T-O-H, I'm sorry. Okay. B-U-T-O-H. Um, and Haru Pingha was the dance company. Now, he's still, he's in a wheelchair now. His, mm -hmm. I think his time of dance is pretty much over, but his wife, Hiroko, is still performing, and uh, Lauren, my helper here, uh, saw them in San Francisco. Oh, my goodness. Lauren, come in front of the camera for a minute, can you? Oh, no, she's not going to. She's too busy uh, filming us. But she saw them in San Francisco. I don't remember if it's after I told her about them or before that it just happened. Uh, before I had actually mentioned them to her. So it was a really interesting kind of connection, yeah. And so Hiroko was still performing and she was here. She came in and, uh, you know, they, with, with Koichi and with their grandson. And the last time I never saw the grandson, I saw the mother of the grandson in their house in Berkeley. And, uh, uh, and she was like 13. <laughs> And now they came out with their grandson, the son of that, okay, I got you. of Yuri. Uh, yeah, so it's been a while. Anyway, she said, okay, you got me in here. You got me to come to Bolinas. I said, she said, why don't you ever come to San Francisco, see our performances there? I said, well, I can't get out of Bolinas. I get trapped here working on my work. And she said, well, I'm doing a performance in October at this gallery in the Mission. Uh, why don't you come and show your films? And it's okay, okay. So I'll bring you into the city since you brought me <laughs> out here. So that was great. Oh, this one, okay. So this is called Triple Totem. And it's part of the mask series I've been working on for many years. Um, and these are black and white photographs that are colored with oil paint. Uh, so all the color is oil paint on top of a black and white like this one here. Um, and let me, I'll show you one thing. Uh, I'll just bring it over here for a moment. I think this is one of the first uh, hand-colored black and whites that I did about 
oh, maybe 1980 or 82, uh, when I was started doing my own black and white photography and printing and such. Well, look at the colors in this. Can you even see them? I, You know, I was, I was sitting at my drafting table in Boulder before I moved here and, and coloring this with oil paint and, and turpentine, very thin. Then I went away for five minutes and I came back and I thought somebody switched the print because I couldn't see the color at all. And it was so brilliant until I walked away for five minutes and then I thought somebody switched it because you couldn't see the color at all. So anyway, this is one of the first, but here's where it evolved a lot more, too, where the color is very much apparent. And it's a Northwest Indian mask um, on a woman who's, and she's kind of, it's like, to me, it's like winter. You know, she's kind of clutched up, and, and it's kind of like the Northwest in that way, too. And, and actually, these, these figures on here represent it's supposed to be a crying woman, and these are the tears coming down. Yeah. Oh, interesting. This, this piece here, Peter, I know it's called The Dancer. I've, I've, I've often watched this. And you know what it reminds me of? When I'm in the zone, when I'm doing some wild fiddle thing or some wild guitar thing, and I get into this dance, and I don't give a damn how it looks how it appears, all I know is how it feels. Right. <laughs> you know? uh -huh. And that's what this reminds me of. Nice. Can you tell me about this? Nice. I think you just said everything that, that anybody needs to say. Just really, because that's, yeah. I mean, hey, I found this piece of wood on the beach. And it kind of said, you know, I mean, I, I took it off the beach because it was a nice form and it was expressive. And then... After a little while, it told me I need a torso and a head and the rest of my body. And so this is what happened at that point. So this is uh, paper mache on a hardware cloth armature and a bamboo face. And so it became this. And this kind of led into the other sculptures that we looked at before. This is from a year or two ago. Yeah. And I've heard that you so many times by artists, it told me it needed this. Right, 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 right. Or it yeah. told me it wanted to be this. Mm -hmm. you know? Now that's, that's, a, 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 that's communication on, on a, a whole different level. Right. You know? It's a, like it's, it's yes. an attunement, right? You're tuning yeah, 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 in yeah, to yes, yes. something that wants to be expressed. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I really like that. I really like that. Really, like I said, it reminds me of that wild abandon, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's meant to, yeah. I mean, except I don't really think what it's supposed to be, but, uh, you know, or what it's expressing. It's not a mental process, basically. It's not a regular mental process. It's more like it's telling me what the form wants to do, but also you know, free expression and oneness and openness and, you know, full expression is very much a part of what I'm wanting to present. So it moved in that direction. Wonderful piece. Thank you. Now, okay, this piece here, my friend, I love the, the fluid thing that 
that you have going here. Um, and it, it, it actually, you've actually captured what it means to be a doggone fish. Look at it. Nice. <laughs> Look at it. I mean, you know, everything is, is a, a controlled chaos. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Nice. It's wonderful. Now, how did, what made you do this? Damn, I don't know, son. <laughs> I can't remember myself. You know, I, I, I'd forgotten completely about this painting. I don't know what year I did it. I think it was more than 40 years ago. And I just cleaned it up this year for the show. So I worked back into it a little bit. There were a couple splotches that had to be removed from it sitting around too long. And then I thought about it and I thought, okay, let's take a look at that and see how it, how it is. And then I pulled it out and, oh, that's not so bad at all. So, you know, it's from some koi pond, a big picture from okay, some yeah. koi pond in some Japanese garden somewhere. And I don't remember where now. But again, you know, it's all about the feeling of water and motion, as you yeah, suggest, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the kind of, you know, and the kind of abstractness you get in water and the kind of expression of flow and all of that. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Skimboard. Skimboard. Right. Um, so the skimboard, I guess, to people who are into skimboards has some significance because it's whatever brand it is, boogie something or other. 1953, blah, blah. I found this on the beach. And uh, and then I added this figure uh -huh. to it, which is a photograph manipulated in Photoshop and colored in Photoshop on canvas attached to the boogie board. And because we're in a surf town, of course, it was the first piece to sell. The first piece to sell, yeah. 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 Um, I got a lot, of, a lot of people who tell me they come out here to Bolinas to surf. Oh, yeah. Or they live here for that, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they used to come in old beat-up, you know, trucks, and now they come in Mercedes. But um, yeah. But she was actually hanging the other way up. She's she's a um, uh, aerialist, and so she was hanging. She's actually upside down from the way I shot the picture because okay. this is what she's hanging from are these oh I see ropes. I see now, but. She had to be this way for the for the skimboard. Yeah. Let people know where they can go online to see your work because you not only have your art, you know your your paintings, your sculptures, and and all of these mediums that you have, but you also have music. Right. And Peter has some incredible film. So you need to let people know where they can go to see this whole collage of offerings that you have for them, you know? Turnarts.com, that's it. And you can contact me at turnarts at gmail.com. So I'm, I'm Turner, but it's Turn Arts. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd uh, advise all, all, of, all of my friends to go check out Peter Turner's uh, website, view his art, view his music, and 
Um, if you if you're a band that's looking to make a good uh, video, I would strongly suggest you contact this guy. Let me tell you something. Uh, he just he just does an incredible job. You, you got to take my word for it. You need to contact him if you want to make a video. Contact this gentleman here. He will he will put you through the paces of it. He's he's patient, um, and he's a, someone who won't get in your way as an artist. I'll actually try and encourage you as an artist to give give your best of whatever it is, and then my job is to facilitate anybody I'm working with doing the best of themselves that they can. And so that's the point is like allowing, you know, whatever, however I can contribute because then that's me being a servant to somebody else's creativity and attempting to foster that in the best way that I can. Now you can't get better than that. Okay, so listen, this is uh, Alligator in Alignment. I, I've dispensed with the music. Uh, maybe when we put this out, I may put some music on the beginning or the, or the end, but this, this has been just wonderful by itself. I hope you've enjoyed this. Contact this gentleman if you want a video made. Contact him if you see any of his art that you might want to, to know more about or maybe want, want to purchase. And otherwise than that, this is Alligator in Alignment saying, happy trails. I will see you next time. Do you hear me? And don't make me have to come and get you. Okay? All right. Thank you, Alligator. Yes. Okay.